Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, dedicated to veterans and your homeownership needs. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash CBS Vets, NMLS 2767, Equal Housing Lender. up i'm matt simpson i am a beer nerd gooseberry pumpernickels i have a love-hate relationship with ipa <laughs> crushable very chuggable what kind of hops you have in this one mm-hmm. uh when i taste it it tastes crisp is there a dog tag that, that's in there now let's go ahead and share the love with the other staff who are looking at us drinking all this beer <laughs> wishing they could do it <laughs> hi so since this is my first podcast of this type, I figure I'd introduce myself. I am a beer nerd, and I wear that title proudly. I love this stuff. So much, in fact, that I've somehow persuaded the powers that be here at Connecting Vets to allow me to produce a series of podcasts where I will highlight a different veteran-owned or military-themed brewery each week. And my first guest doesn't disappoint. Dave Keener is co-founder and partner of Honor Brewing Company and Honor Winery, located in Chantilly, Virginia. And as the name suggests, the two companies pay homage to veterans who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, as well as their family members. We go into Dave's incredible story of how he found himself owning both a winery and a brewery, the people he honors, and the connections he's made. And of course, we taste some of the beer. So without further delay, I give you Dave Keener of Honor Brewing and Honor Winery. Dave, welcome to Connecting Vets and our first ever beer podcast. Tell us a little about your companies and how they got started. I guess probably the best way to sum it up is where it all started and why. Um, My whole family... My business partner, uh, Alan Cage, uh, was retired active duty, uh, ironically, as an aviator, just like my father. But uh, my whole family, 75-plus uh, years of service to our country, uh, the last being my, my father, which was two tours in Vietnam uh, in Special Forces and as a Huey helicopter pilot. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, it was one of those things that we just looked at it, you know, after 9-11 happened. Um, I'm from this area, uh, 9-11, I was actually supposed to be on the plane that ended up in the Pentagon. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my gosh. But, uh, we had started a new company down in Alexandria and we were a brand new company and honestly, we didn't have the money to be able to spend. So I actually took a Southwest flight out of BWI that connects to Nashville to LA. Yeah. Uh, my last company was hospitality related company and, okay. uh, I was going out to visit with California Pizza Kitchen and... I guess you could say fortunate, lucky, uh, someone's looking above. I had changed my flight because okay. I, I couldn't see in my mind spending $500 to take a, 
a direct flight to LA where I could jump on a Southwest flight for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when the first plane hit, my wife was, uh, my wife at the time was sitting on the GW Parkway, uh, pregnant with my son, who my son will be 16 years old uh, on February 15th. Yeah. And um, I got stuck. We were in midair. They were, the flight was circling around, and we've all heard these stories. Sure. Um, and it was either we were going to go to Memphis, Little Rock, or Nashville. Uh, we ended up landing in Nashville. I was stuck there for five days. Yeah. <laughs> Not in there. So the 9-11, of course, happened in 2001. Yes. You yes. were supposed to be on the plane that ended up crashing into the Pentagon. Pentagon, but, we, um, but I changed but my flight. But then you changed the flight because it was cheaper. Yep. So like almost a, like chance or just being a little shrewd, yeah, yeah, frugal, yeah. maybe. Well, it's it, it, entrepreneur life, right? Yeah, yeah, It's sure. like, okay, so you're going, I have this pot of money to build my company. Am I going to... Am I going to throw it towards a flight or, okay, I, I would love to have a direct flight, but no, right. I'm going to have to connect. And, right. and Southwest being the, the less expensive option. Sure. And if we all remember during that time, um, we couldn't talk. Cell phones wouldn't work. Yeah. So my mom, my office, my wife, nobody knew where I was. God. But everybody knew, and the plane that ended up in the Pentagon was going to L.A. Right. I was going to L.A. So everybody's like, what's going on? Where is he? Did, did you tell your wife you were able to change your flight? No. So you've kind of cheated death on 9-11, uh, and that was when you were in the restaurant industry. So you kind of had this food, restaurant, hospitality background, and that eventually led you to meet uh, Alan Cage, your current business partner, who is also, who was actually a Army veteran himself, and he flew helicopters for 26 years. And together, you guys started, well, you launched the first vintage of Honor Winery in 2010 and the brewery in 2015. And so talk to me a little bit about the people you've met, some of these families. Uh, the biggest thing, again, is to me, I think it's like when we eat, we drink, we smile, mm. and we have a good time. You know, it's we can't change anything that's happened. Um, I've been very blessed over the last, you know, few years now to be able to meet many Gold Star families, um, many wounded warriors. And, you know, and, and there was a mom that pulled me aside about just about a couple of years ago. And uh, she said one thing to me that has stuck with me uh, ever since. And she's like, Dave, you can't help everybody, but you can help some people. Yeah. And it was, and that was over a glass of wine. Uh, what kind of wine? Do you remember? Uh, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Russian right? River Valley. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice light red. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and probably for, for me personally, probably my favorite varietal just because it goes pretty much with everything. I, I enjoy that I like Pinot Noir. I mean, admittedly, I'm, I'm more of a beer guy when yeah, it comes, sure. but I'm an equal opportunity drinker, right. my friend, right? <laughs> right. So um, I, I definitely enjoy Pinot Noir. I find that it pairs well with Asian food. Yep. Uh, Korean food is, is that the spiciness, it kind of holds up, but the Pinot Noir, usually it, it's a little lighter, and so it doesn't kind of overtake any flavors, but no. it, it complements them, well, is what I think. If it's, if it's 90 degrees outside... It's you can still drink Pinot Noir. It's right. not super heavy. You're not yeah, drinking this big high alcohol, you know, grape. And so wine, beer, but you also have a mission. Talk to me a little bit about what sets Honor Winery and Brewery apart. You know, for me, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I lost my father when I was six years old. After While he served tour. in Vietnam? He had actually come back home. Oh, okay. And uh, he was killed in an accident. But, you know, having talked to my mother oh. for many years, my, my, my father had his own challenges. Sure. Um, you know, there's over 55,000 men that were killed in Vietnam. Absolutely. And, you know, and being a Huey Kel helicopter pilot. Didn't have a great chance of coming back to begin with. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And so he had his own challenges, um, you know, and it was – and then after 9-11, you know, seeing you guys all deploying – 
and uh, being able to go. And, and, and I think a lot of people don't realize now even it's when you think about it is you raised your hand to do this. Yeah. You wrote a blank check for your life to be able to go and serve. A lot of people, my dad was going to Virginia Tech and decided he didn't want to go to school anymore. And they were like, okay, right with us. Okay. And so, you know, he was drafted. But now I say men, women, and families yeah. today sign up. Absolutely. And, and it's a part that I think people sometimes fail to forget yeah. that these men and women and families are literally raising their hand to say, yeah, I'll go, I'll go do it. And I think if my memory's right, I want to say it was 2009, 2010, they said the worst job in America was that of an American soldier. The worst. Now, I've seen dirty jobs. <laughs> There's some bad jobs out there. Yeah. But I understand why they, they came up with that result of, you know, you're put in harm's way, you make low pay, you're yeah. away from your family. I totally get it. But the worst job in America, I don't know if you would have ever asked my father or my grandfather or my, my great-grandfather, would it be the worst job that they ever had? Probably not. I mean, that just reminds me of, you know, uh, John Kelly, the uh, White House chief of staff, mm -hmm. who's a uh, four-star Marine general, mm -hmm. retired. He, he said on multiple occasions on the record, in fact, I think from the podium at the White House, he said the best job I ever had was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. You know, and, and, this, and, this, and this guy, like, he's one of the very few people that you can say is actually running the country. Right. And he right. says, and he says that my best job was being a team leader when I was an E5 in, in, yeah. in the United States Marine Corps. I think that definitely says something. Um, I, my, I don't know who made the list in 2009 for the worst job in America, but I can, I can tell you it was someone that was never in the military. You have this brewery, you've met all these people, and when, explain to me what's, what's on that six pack right there. I mean, I've got a very dear friend, and hopefully I'll see her soon in, in, in Texas. Her son, Corporal Philip McKeith, was, was killed, and, and, and uh, he was a part of the uh, three-eighths out of, uh, in Afghanistan. Well, his little brother just graduated from boot camp. Oh, wow. She's got three Marines now. She's got one that's gone and three other that are in uniform right now. Wow. And so I look at her, and I'm like, Phyllis, how do you do this? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You're, you're, you're sending your other sons uh, you know, and the other sons want to go do it, yeah. and they're obviously doing it for their country, but they're doing it in honor of their brother. They're honoring their name, they're honoring yep. their their, their fallen Absolutely. brother and their brother in arms. Absolutely, yeah. that's exactly right. And it's stuff like that to me that you know, again, sort of, I guess you could say, empowered us a little bit when we knew that it was going to be called honor. Um, you know, we we take that word very seriously at every sort of touch point humanly possible. Um, it's always about honor. It's like, what does that mean to us? You know, because every six pack carrier, as an example, is dedicated to somebody. The families write the stories themselves. Can I see this? Of course. So I'm just going to go ahead and read a little bit from this if I sure. can. This is Specialist Stephen Mace, United States Army, April 11th, 1988 to October 3rd, 2009. And the family wrote this? Yes. So I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, Our family is originally from Purcellville, Virginia. Stephen was killed at Cop Keating, an outpost in Nurasan Providence, which is in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Their outpost of 53 soldiers was attacked by 400 Taliban. Sadly, we lost eight that day. Stephen was one of those people that everybody wanted to know and be like. He was known for his good looks and great sense of humor. Well, you know, he, Stephen and I had something in common, right? <laughs> Stephen had a big heart. And no matter what, always did what was right. He died at the age of 21, but probably did more and was loved by more people 
than most of us will in a lifetime. And that is just a part of this long message. And mm-hmm. is each individual six-pack a different story? Yeah, so our golden ale and our IPA, every single one of them is dedicated to somebody. And we tell the families that's their canvas. They can write whatever they want. So we have funny stories. We have sad stories. We have, you know, it, it, and that's the part that it's not It's not my job. It's not, it, it's to say what should be on there it's they're allowing me they're allowing our company and giving us permission to be an extension of them and you're not just honoring the fallen on your packaging it's also on your tap handles too and that's a heavy duty tap handle you have there uh is there a dog tag that that's in there i mean we received a patent on this tap handle uh, a couple years ago and it slides a custom set of dog tags into the handle their son was the first person that we put on tap in georgia um, a lot of times you got to remember these families all come to us from all over the country. Yeah. And um, in most cases, when we go into a new market, um, we, we get to have the pleasure of meeting them. Um, this, the honor, some would say. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when we put Gene up on tap in, in Georgia, his mom and dad, I said, well, it's going to be in, in Atlanta. And they were like, no problem. Uh, well, they drove five hours to just come to the tap launch of their son uh, and to meet me. Uh, for, for me to have that honor to be able to meet them and for them to be able to tell me the story about their son and why did he do it? Well, you know, he was a hardcore. I was pulling for him. I said Gene had us on the Georgia Bulldogs the other night. Uh, <laughs> I was pulling for him hardcore. Um, but, you know, it, it's for, for them to be able to share their story or share their loved one with us, um, you know, it, we, we take that very seriously on how we're able to continue to tell their stories. And um, it was quite ironic when we go in, launch a new distributor in a new state, you know, we go in and tell the sales team who we are, what we do, our product. And, and Mrs. Lammy asked me if she could be uh, a speaker at that meeting. And it was the first time ever that a parent has said, hey, can I come with you to that event? And I'm like, well, a gold star mother. Yeah. yeah. I said, you want to go to a, a sales meeting? She's like, yes, they need to understand why honor. As someone that has sat in sales meetings before, I can say that it's it's usually something that people don't line up for, right? Correct. So it, Correct. But, but, but she was doing it to speak on behalf of her son. On behalf of her son. Yeah. And for her to be able to tell her story, you know, and she said something that day still that has stayed with me is that, you know, the worst thing wasn't that she lost her son. And I'm thinking in my mind, I, I couldn't imagine losing my son. I couldn't imagine losing my daughter. I don't understand, you know, where she was going with this. And she says, the worst thing is that my son will be forgotten. Wow. And she says, so you guys are helping me and helping others not forget my son. Yeah. And that has stuck with me since that day, nearly almost two years ago in Georgia. Wow. So this is this is incredible. Like you, uh, you are definitely are fostering, cultivating, creating a, a community with your product, yep. but you're doing it in a way that honors fallen warfighters. Yep. Uh, may I see that tap handle real of course. quick? The mm-hmm. uh, see, and now this one has Sergeant First Class Jonathan K. Is it Dozier? Dozier. Dozier. Uh, date of birth September thirtieth, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, rest in peace, January 9th, 2008. Ten U- years ago yesterday. U.S. Army. Who, uh, ten years ago yesterday. Yeah, yep. that's right. And so this is for family members and loved ones and friends to be able to go and visit, right? Go and visit. Go raise a, go raise a glass. And this is what this is all about. Raise a glass. These are yeah. men and women that have served. Yeah. Um, so what we do is we call this a tribute tap. 
And again, the biggest thing that I tell a restaurant or a bar or I tell a sales team at a, at a distributor is that for us, this isn't a tap handle. This is somebody that gave their life or someone that has served their country. Um, and we take it incredibly seriously to the point where when we put someone's dog tags inside of this handle, you know, we want the families to know where their loved one is. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, you did bring some beer. I see you have one in your hand there. I do. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty special can. Okay. Um, this is this is our IPA, but this is a can series we call Faces of Honor. These are all holograms of men that have given their lives for our country. And so the families come back to me, and we tell them um, to give us whatever picture they want that is going to best uh, portray their their loved one. Uh, so there are a collection you'll see of little boys' faces on there, and these are guys that were former Navy SEALs, you know, and you got some. Uh, but it, uh, all these all these men all gave their lives for our country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four beers, like I said, that we make today. Um, our goal with our beers, and I brought both bottles and cans for you, but okay. um, but what we've what we've done here is our very first beer that we opened. And I'll probably go sort of lightest to heaviest, if you will. But okay. our very first beer that we launched was our Golden Ale, and and I'll be honest with you, the the whole purpose of this beer was. I call it, I joke in our world, I call it beginner's craft beer. Yeah. Um, not everybody is into the hoppy IPA world. Sure. Uh, or they, into the crazy flavors. Exactly. Yeah, and all the, <laughs> or, you know, this gooseberry pumpernickels. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I mean, I am into that. I'm, in, I'm, into, I'm an equal opportunity drinker, like right. I said. But a golden <laughs> ale, like you said, is is for someone who wants to drink a craft beer, um, but it's a little more approachable. It's, Absolutely. It's very light, similar to almost a Pilsner style. Absolutely. Um, uh, a lot of Bavarian Pilsers that come out, um, Golden Ales are very, very approachable in that. That's exactly right. Very crushable, very chuggable. Very, you know? so if, there you go. If that that, that is spoken. Uh, those are words spoken by our brewer Joe Paracoco. It's the crushable, <laughs> slammable, you know, easy drinking beer. It's not gonna, it's not gonna kill your palate. Um, I mean, we're talking just under five percent, you know, ABV on this beer. Okay, so uh, it's got staying you know, power. Exactly. F- so fishing, hunting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's give it a. Thank there you, you so much. Let's right give, it a, give it a whirl here. So we'll do this beer, cans, bottles, uh, and kegs. Um, but again, you know, I looked at this beer of when we first launched our very first beer. Is oh, good. You know, again, easy drinking, let's hang out beer. Yeah. Um, something that if you went into a bar or you just wanted to say, hey, I just need to pick up an easy six-pack for today – this beer is there. It's also for that beer drinker that still might not be too much into craft beer just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. We want to try to reel them, them in. Reel them on you can't scare them with all the crazy maple flavored stuff right up front. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And it's like let's 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 sort of take an easy approach to this and and uh, enjoy. Yeah. And you know, and so that's the part that we wanted to, and I think we've been able to accomplish that with this beer. Yeah. It's um like I said, it 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 smells like a pilsner. It smells fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I taste it, it tastes crisp. And then it has a slight lingering sweetness that I'm guessing yep. mm-hmm. comes from the malt. Yes, correct. Okay. And it has that uh, almost yeasty, bready sort yeah. of, you know, but it's not, again, but it's not super heavy whatsoever. I mean, we're talking, I think, 15 IBUs, so not going to be super hoppy whatsoever. Now, IBUs, of course, are the international bittering units, right. which, I mean, so for me, when I first learned about IBUs, when I took a chemistry class in, in, in college, I was very skeptical that this was even a, this could even be a standard unit of measurement, uh, but it basically <laughs> the number the higher the number the more hoppy or more bitter you can expect. Right. Um, and so at seventeen and 
IBUs, as you say, is on a yeah. very low end, so mm-hmm. almost not hoppy at all. Uh, I would say, um, I, like you said, very crushable. I would pair Absolutely. it with with pizza on a Friday night. Already off to a strong start, but what's next on deck? The next one I'm going to give you is our cherry wheat. Okay. So, um, the main goal of this beer, we did a survey uh, just a little over two years ago, and we asked one question to twenty thousand people: Do you know what a Gold Star family is? Okay. How many people do you think out of 20,000 people could answer the question? Uh, I would... Was it a national survey? Uh, now I'm getting into methodology. Yeah, no, a, no, no. It was... I uh, would, 500, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was less than 2%. Less than 2%. Could answer what a Gold Star family was. Wow. So the Cherry Wheat program was... Uh, the whole package was built uh, to be able to explain and educate what a Gold Star family is. The name Gold Star really refers to a tradition and custom of a uh, flag. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And this is the Absolutely. cherry wheat. That's the cherry wheat. I'll go ahead and I'll, ta- I'll try to talk and pour at the same time yeah, no if, I, if I can do that. <laughs> no and work. so it comes with the custom of family members that have a service member that is serving would fly mm-hmm. a fl- either display a flag somehow on their on their house or their property of a star. And mm-hmm. the colors correspond to different things. A blue star would mean that a, a service member, either a son or daughter mm-hmm. or any other family member really, uh, is currently serving on active duty or serving in some capacity. Correct. Now, a gold star ref- means that that service member has died in, on duties That's somehow. Correct. Correct. And so when we talk about a gold star family, gold star mother, gold star son, such as yourself, mm-hmm. we're talking about people that... Uh, lost their loved ones while they were serving in, in some capacity. Right. So basically, yes, it's like your the unfortunate is is when that blue turns to gold. Yeah. And that's the story behind it. Tell me about the beer. The cherry wheat. You know, the biggest thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to have a beer that, um, again, approachable, easy drinking. One of the things that I was really insanely um, concern about this particular beer when when our brewer Joe was making it. Oh, it's good. Was um, I often refer to it as the rosé of beer? Okay, uh, you it, can it tell it has, color. A, has it that little pinkish the, color, the if tinge, you will. Yeah, but it's a mix of sweet and tart cherry. Yeah, but you can tell on your palate that it's not a sweet beer whatsoever. It's not. It has like a tiny what I call a tiny kiss of cherry. Okay, um, it's got some tartness. I would yeah. say, yeah, a little bit of tartness, but not very sweet whatsoever. There are again, I think sometimes where there's. There's too much fruit in a beer. It almost becomes medicinal in yeah. some ways because cherry can syrupy. easily do that. Easily, because easily. it has to do with you know drinking like cherry cough syrup growing up as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So it definitely cherry can Bingo. have that medicinal feel. Um, where do you get your cherries from? So Oregon and Washington State. That's okay. where everything comes from. So oh, your hops um, do come from Oregon, uh, Washington State. Uh, a little bit of o- all over the place as okay. well. So okay. yeah, okay. but predominantly out in the West. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. So yeah, it definitely. I was expecting it to smell sweeter than mm-hmm. it is, and it definitely it does not. T- it almost has maybe marginal sweetness. I, I yeah. would say, but it's got a great tartness. Yeah, the tartness um, is yeah, exactly right. D- this is one hundred percent a summer beer, spring yeah. or summer. Absolutely. You're out fishing. Well, and it's funny know. too because um, originally this was only supposed to be a seasonal beer. Um, but now that we're distributed in warm climates, Florida, Arizona, things of that nature, we actually now make this beer all year round. Okay. Uh, is really those areas have dictated it that there are those out there with their, their palates that, you know, don't want something that's still, again, they want something easy, approachable and 
you know, and so be it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who are we to tell them they can't? And it really does. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that a lot of people wouldn't want to try this just because it has the word cherry wheat in it. But let me dispel all those right now. <laughs> it's pretty. It is very good, and it is. It, it's not. It's not overly sweet, despite that. I I, I do detect. I mean, it's a wheat beer, so it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's the malted wheat is gonna exactly. maybe push it to push it to the sweeter side. But I think you struck the balance perfectly, if I may say. All right, next up, looks like you got an IPA right there. Very popular in the United States within, I would say, in the past decade, maybe 15 years. It, IPA has just blown up. Exploded. It has exploded. And I have a love-hate relationship with IPA, <laughs> being that as I've gotten older and as, you know, my, my palate has matured. Of course. I think the first craft beer I had was, uh, I can't even remember the brewery. Um, and it's a good thing because I'm sure they wouldn't want me talking bad about it. But I tried an IPA, and for me, it just tastes medicinal. It tasted like aspirin. It tasted terrible, and I was like, "This should, this is not fit to drink." And but only because I had a s- incredibly super hoppy IPA. Yeah. Now I've kind of calmed down, and I'm able to appreciate the bitterness for what it is. Of and to, you know, it, it is a style on its own, and it is, like I said, very popular. What well, kind of what kind of hops do you have in this one? So this is uh, they call Anthem Nugget, and we also do have a. Warrior hop. Oh, really? Yeah. So nugget hops. I know this one specifically. Uh, if you if you're a hop head, if yeah. you just love the bitterness and beer can't be bitter more bitter, nuggets one of the hops you, sh- you should be looking for. Right. If you're on the East Coast, uh, I'm talking about breweries like Treggs has the nugget nectar. If you're on the West Coast, uh, Green Flash, I believe their Imperial IPA has mm-hmm. a has a shit ton yep. of, of of nuggets in Absolutely. there. So I'm drinking, so I'm, I'm a little loose in the language. Well, now. and that's it, right? But it's okay. That's what <laughs> that's happens, all right. right? That's yeah, all right. You're yeah. airborne, so it's okay. Hundred first. I was in the hundred first airborne, right? So yeah, let me uh, go ahead and smell it. <laughs> Smells like a great IPA. You know, the biggest thing that I think that you're going to find on this is that while it is. Six point eight percent ABV. It'll get to where you're trying to go. And absolutely, and it's sixty-five IBUs. It sort of runs in that middle of the road hoppiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your bitterness is not like going to completely kill your palate here. Um, I also equate it to it's like we're not eating a pine cone right now. It's right. like it's it's sort of not chill, super resiny, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's the big thing that I think again. We are gonna we're gonna be introducing a double IPA come the springtime. Love double IPAs. And yet, you know, it's one of these things that we have to still you have to have that balance of keeping things in check where not super hoppy, you know, we can have a couple of them and we're not gonna fall over. It's a great IPA. Thank you. Um, it's not overly bitter. It, on the when I first smell it, I don't smell I just smell freshness really. Mm-hmm. When I taste it, uh, it it's not immediately bitter, but it has a lingering bitterness, I I, yep. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but one one that's welcome, you know. I I like drinking IPAs with Indian food only because I like I love food for me can't be spicy, spicy enough. Really? And for <laughs> and, and when I when I eat spicy Mexican food or mm-hmm. uh, spicy Indian food, I like to have a beer that has a little a little bite, a little bitter, right? Because it kind of stands up to the peppers. Per- sure. Personally, right? Everyone's everyone's different, but of course, it's just um, the color is nice. It's almost like a little burnt orange, like a yeah. sun- sunset. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. You'd well, this our basically this is our number one. Seller, which is probably not a surprise. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I think right now the last statistic I read is twenty-five to thirty percent of every type of craft beer sold today is an IPA. Yeah, it's incredibly so popular. It's just you know it's yeah. gone through the roof. If you're so if, if you're, you're not making an IPA, <laughs> yeah, if you're losing money, if you're right. a bre- if you're a brewery that's not making an IPA, you are losing money. Right, one hundred percent. Exactly. Um, cool. So again, um, bottles, cans, kegs, uh, and this you know, is your flagship. 
Yeah, that's our flagship. Okay. Do you dry hop at all with this IPA? We do. Okay, we so do. that so that so mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, dry dry hopping is the is a procedure that and I find that I like IPAs that are dry hopped because it imparts the flavor of the hop without really imparting the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Due to the magic of chemistry that I really don't know, right, so I'm right. sure your brewer would be able to talk to me all about it. But you know, if if you want to try an IPA, but you're not super too keen on the that's bitterness, actually a perfect. Perfect way to say it. Find a dry, look for a dry hop. Right. I always tell yeah. people, I'm going, humor me, just try it. You still might not like it. Right. You know, because you don't like that hoppy. Right. But I'm like, humor me, because a lot of people are going, oh, it wasn't that bad. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And if you are one of these hop heads, this is still, yeah. this, it has a lingering hop, right. uh, hoppiness it's to still it. There. And, I, and it, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. It's still there. So awesome. So, in the last but not least is um, this is our maple porter. Now, one of the things you're going to find with the Maple Porter... The night vision. Yeah. Is, That's super cool. Yeah, is that um, it's going to be a light to medium style porter. Everybody mentally, I think they think of... People kept asking us to make a dark beer. Okay. And it was really sort of driving us crazy about what we wanted to make, um, because I also didn't want us to make a dark beer that was only available in the fall and the winter. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's like we talked earlier about Pinot Noir. If it's 90 degrees outside, I'm happy to have a glass of Pinot. Right. But there are so many people that appreciate and love a darker beer. So this particular porter, um, we released it not long ago, but the whole idea of this porter was to have a light to medium style porter that you could actually drink all year round. Okay. Because a lot of times you'll have some porters uh, that are... A lot, you know, they're they're a lot more robust, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you're going to find this one's not. It's a little bit of a mix of uh, chocolate, grade A maple syrup, Ooh. vanilla, tiny touch of cinnamon. That's sort of like one of the little flyers that we threw in there. Um, but you're going to find, I think, that in if you're a coffee drinker, uh, I am. <laughs> I'll say this is your this is your this is not your dark oh, yeah. roast coffee. This is your sort of medium roast coffee, okay. if you will. On the nose, I definitely get coffee. I get earthy. Right. I get um, little roasted, like almost dark chocolate. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, and the thing is with this particular beer too, while it is a maple porter, um, there's just a tiny. Again, it's almost like going back to the cherry wheat. There's only a tiny touch of maple. It's not going to be overbearing at all. What we yeah. didn't want you, I didn't want you eating your pancakes and your French toast inside of our beer. Uh, <laughs> and and that's just sort you just of... combined my, my my second favorite thing with my third favorite thing, <laughs> right. pancakes and beer. Your beer is amazing. Thank you. Your thank you. The story is great. How can people find Honor Brewing? Are you online? Yeah. Where so can you can just go to honorbrewing.com. Uh, we will be opening our uh, tap house. Uh, we'll be opening to the public. Uh, we're praying as long as everything in Fairfax County permits and all that fun stuff, but we hope by the middle of the year. Uh, so we'll have a cool tap house there that people can come and visit us in Chantilly. We'll have at any given time roughly 15 beers on tap. 15 beers. Sounds like a good start. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming in. You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can on our website. You can also find there's a little category there called Find Beer. Um, zip code search, all that good stuff. Um, if you have any challenges or your listeners have any challenges, they can always just email us. We're we're very active. We respond very quickly on all channels. I can confirm. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, you know I just uh, we're big believers that customer service is, is key. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we like to talk to people. You know, it's uh, we were communicating last night with a guy that just you know went and it was. Uh, uh, what was it? yesterday was National uh, Law Enforcement Day. Yes, that's right. And a guy sh- takes a picture showing a can of honor in his hand, and we were like, "Cool, man! You know, thank you." Yeah. And so, you know, we sent him out a shirt this morning. You know, it's just 
it's just cool people out there that I think they get it. Yeah. They know what it, they know what the word honor means, and I think that's the important part to us. Honor Brewing Company and Honor Winery, Dave Keener, co-founder and partner. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Really My pleasure. It. Now let's go ahead and share the love with the other staff who are looking at us, drinking all this beer, wishing they could do it. <laughs> right Thanks on. a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, and if you're a veteran-owned brewery or have some military connection, I'd love to get you on the podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Matt B. Saintsing, or email me, tell me all about yourself, at matt at connectingvets.com. Until then, cheers. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.